Welcome to the Wounded Under Shepherds podcast. This is your host, Dr. Bill Scott. I'm glad you've joined uh, in listening in, and I hope that uh, something I say on this podcast will be a blessing to you and offer a word of encouragement. Uh, If this is your first time listening, I do encourage you to uh, go back and listen to the initial podcast, uh, which you should find. Uh, If you've been deeply traumatized in the pastoral ministry, and I'm not talking about your everyday run-of-the-mill slight that can uh, come along with any pastorate, please know that you're not alone. The purpose of this podcast is to address honestly some of the trauma that can occur in the pastoral ministry. Uh, Colleges, seminaries, and so forth do not prepare uh, people for this. In one sense, they they can't. Uh, but, however, it is an issue that is often not talked about, uh, not even in circles of uh, ministerial circles. So, uh, I pray that uh, if you're one of those wounded under shepherds, that God can bring hope and comfort to your heart as you listen in. Um, the uh, the last place uh, one would expect to be traumatized is the church. The church is supposed to be a place where God is glorified, Christ is exalted, and believers are equipped to do the ministry of the saints. Or, thank God, uh, there are many such places. As as is well understood, of course, there is no perfect church, and where imperfect people gather, there's going to be imperfect places. But it is important to remember that the true church, the body of Christ, those who've truly been born again, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, they make up the church, and those are the ones that Christ died for. So this podcast is not about lambasting and lashing out at the sins and failures of the local body, though there may be many. Uh, The purpose is to offer encouragement and hope to the wounded pastor. The Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will never fail. Uh, Jesus himself said so in the Gospels, that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The Lord has shown his grace to to all the redeemed. The Lord is long-suffering toward his people. But the Lord never condones the sin of those who wound his men, his under-shepherds, those who have faithfully preached and teach the word of God and serve his people, especially those who, with purpose and cunning, uh, calculate their intentions of doing harm to the pastor and or his family, and I'm not speaking about necessarily physical harm, but the trauma of uh, putting them out with no income, with nowhere, no resources, although it can involve uh, physical trauma. Uh, I know of such situations. Uh, As a given, uh, pastors, too, are imperfect people. Uh, We uh, can succumb to the temptation of uh, being overbearing or even dictators, and God never intended that to be. 
So I readily acknowledge that pastors too can, can be guilty of violating God's standards and of, certainly the Lord is never pleased with any of his children who violate his word and his principles. In this episode uh, of The Wounded Under Shepherd, I want to deal with the issue of turning a negative into a positive. Now, I don't mean for that to sound catchy. Uh, it really isn't intended to be. But it is intended to address real issues that pastors uh, may find themselves struggling with. As with most issues uh, that pastors struggle with or face, uh, the way of turning a negative into a positive is an ongoing effort. It requires intentionality. The issue that I'm talking about uh, today is the feeling of inadequacy. In my doctoral research, uh, I was really shocked to discover that pastors of all size churches and uh, at least three different denominations, and I would venture to say of any denomination, felt inadequate. Uh, I was uh, under the assumption that pastors of larger congregations, and when I say larger, I'm talking about 500,000 or up, um, that they would be more confident and, and so on and so forth. But that was not the case. Uh, I surveyed uh, uh, three different denominations in my doctoral research, the Church of God, United Methodist, and Southern Baptist. Uh, and the number one issue that appeared with every one of them, regardless of the size of the church, whether it was a church of 75 or a church of, of uh, 5,000, was feeling inadequate. Now that in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing, because if put in proper perspective, of course, uh, it can keep a pastor dependent and humble uh, before the Lord, and we should be. But for the sake of those uh, who might assume that uh, this issue that I'm dealing with resides in the realm of psychology, uh, such an assumption would be an error. This issue, while involving the mind, of course, is truly much deeper. The issue of feeling inadequate resides in the realm of the spiritual. Left unchecked, Feelings of inadequacy can negatively impact a pastor's ministry. And of course I'm speaking in, in the sense that it becomes uh, the overwhelming mindset of the pastor. Okay? Ultimately, the father of lies can use our feelings of inadequacy to hinder the ministry to which God has called us. Our confidence is not in God, it's rather focused upon how inadequate we are if uh, left unchecked. Uh, if a pastor falls into this trap uh, of uh, always feeling inadequate to preach, teach, or serve the people of God, then unwittingly a pastor may be less likely to engage in fruitful ministry simply because the focus is upon himself and how inadequate he is. Uh, and uh, my intention here is not to be ridiculous or silly. Uh, it is to point to the reality that many pastors uh, face uh, 
And uh, so it's just something uh, to be aware of. It is noteworthy. It's something that we should take notice of. Allow me to hasten to add that feelings of inadequacy uh, can actually be a positive when kept in proper perspective, as I said earlier. Uh, the goal of this podcast and this particular podcast uh, is, is not to become self-centered and reliant upon feeling uh, good about ourselves and building ourselves up. Rather, the goal is to recognize the danger of going to the other extreme. So allow me to clearly state that dealing with this issue of inadequacy is not about pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, but it is to expose the hidden trap of Satan that can hinder our service to the Lord. In its proper context, Proverbs 23.7, which is often quoted uh, and actually uh, misapplied, uh, but in its original context, Proverbs 23.7 speaks about, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's the old King James uh, uh, version of it. Uh, so is he. But really, in its proper context, the issue of that verse has nothing to do with how a person feels about themselves. Rather, it has to do with what a stingy person or a miser thinks of those who are partaking in his abundance of uh, food and drink. Um, the word for thinketh in the Hebrew language really means calculating or to calculate. So what this verse is really saying in its immediate proper context is Solomon was warning people not to hang around stingy people, misers, and partake of their goods because while they may on the outward surface pretend like they're just go ahead and help yourself to all you want, in their heart, their heart is not with you, as that verse goes on to say. Uh, so that person, whether it's a man or a woman, but in the context of the scripture verse itself, Solomon used the word, uh, he, uh, his heart is not with you. Uh, in other words, he's begrudging every bite and every drink you're partaking of. So, we have to be very careful with the scripture because we don't want to misrepresent what God's word says. And too often it's easy to take a verse of scripture and uh, not do the homework, and then we misapply it. And so uh, the verse, while it does not address the issue of how a person feels inwardly about themselves, uh, it does, in a broader context, have the principle that one can mine from that, if you please. So how do you think of yourself, Pastor? How do you feel about yourself? Uh, and you notice I use two distinct words here, think and feel, because they are distinct, yet they are closely connected. I ask these questions for the sake of dealing honestly with some of Satan's snares. How does one turn a negative into a positive? After all, that is the goal of this particular podcast. If you live with a cloud over your soul and your mind, 
and you wrestle with feelings of inadequacy uh, to the point of being unhealthy, uh, then I encourage you to dig deep into God's Word. Feelings must always be checked against Scripture. You and I may feel inadequate, and in ourselves we are, but through the enabling of the Holy Spirit and God's Word, we are more than conquerors. No, that's not a pep talk. That is truth. That is the very Word of God. I truly believe that closely linked to the feeling of inadequacy often are the feelings of either unworthiness or shame or worthlessness or some other negative feeling. All of these are traps. They're all traps from the devil. Okay, so you failed. Uh, God is a God of grace. If, if it's something, as long as it isn't something that you have failed in in a moral sense or you haven't, uh, haven't been unfaithful to the Word of God, there's nothing that God can't forgive. And even if you did fail in those areas, God can forgive anything that we truly repent of. Now, if, if it's some moral uh, issue that disqualifies you from being a pastor, that's certainly a different issue. But I'm talking about in regards to the issue of forgiveness God is a very grace-filled God, and He asks us, He encourages us to humble ourselves before Him. So, but if you just live with this cloud in your mind, your soul, your spirit, that I'm no good, I'm, I'm, I'm worthless, uh, everybody else is better than me, dear brother, may I say to you in love, you have fallen into a trap. And it's believe me, it's so easy to do because I know from personal experience, I've lived at all those addresses, it's so easy to dwell upon our inadequacies, our failures, and our fears. But we need to replace the lies that we have believed, that the enemy has put into our minds, that he shamed us, but we must choose to replace the lies of the enemy with the truths of God's Word, the empowering of God's Spirit, and a choice to believe God's Word instead of our feelings, even when the voice or voices in our heart and mind are screaming otherwise. Philippians, or excuse me, Romans 8.37, Paul says, to the early Roman Christians, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And if you're a Greek scholar, then you will know that that word conquerors or conqueror in the Greek language really means super conqueror. And it's not through our doing any strength on our own part. It is through the work of Christ. So in all these things we are more than conquerors. We are super conquerors through Christ, through Him who loved us. Philippians 4.13 Again, another verse that is often misunderstood and misused, but it says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remember the immediate context of this, of this book, the Philippian book, 
Paul was writing to early believers who were experiencing hardship and persecution. So Paul was writing to encourage these early believers that in Christ, through Christ, they could, they could do anything that they had to bear. They could bear anything that they were called upon to bear for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the gospel. And dear brother, may I say to you, that if God has called you to be an under-shepherd, and yes, while you may feel inadequate, and that within itself doesn't, isn't necessarily a bad thing, it can be a good thing. Uh, it's through Christ, and I, I know you already know this, it's through Christ who gives us strength that we can do that which He calls us to do. And that is the proper context, interpretation of this particular verse. If God has called you to be an under-shepherd in and of yourself, you are not adequate to do the work of God. None of us are. Uh, nor are we worthy in and of ourselves. Nothing we have done. It's all about the work of God through the Lord Jesus Christ and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. He is our strength. He is the one who is adequate. So we and in and of ourselves are never going to be adequate. So this is not about being self-confident. Rather, it is about being Christ-confident. Confidence in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. As a pastor, it, it can be challenging to practice what we preach. You and I, uh, we prepare the Word of God, we study, we pray, uh, we meditate, and to give to the people of God what the Word of God says, rightly dividing the Word of truth. But so often, brothers, we fail to hear the message for ourselves. We are so focused on digging out the meat of the Word of God to give and feed the people of God that we forget to feast upon it ourselves. So, we need to practice what we preach. So, if you tell God's people that they're forgiven through the atoning death of Jesus, but deep down you feel condemned, then you and I, we need to check our feelings against the Word of God. The devil never takes a vacation, brother. He still asks the same question that he asked Eve in the garden. Did God say? So if you struggle with, with overwhelming sense of inadequacy to the point that it almost paralyzes you, dear brother, Satan is having a heyday with you. And you don't have to live at that address. God has already given you His Spirit, and He doesn't give us a spirit of fear, nor bondage. Now, believe me, I understand. I, too, have been one who has struggled off and on throughout the years, feeling inadequate, and so on and so forth. Uh, so let's turn a negative into a positive. And here's how we do that without sounding, uh, intending to sound uh, oversimplified. Number one, we have to give our feelings of inadequacy to God. Number two, we've got to acknowledge the truth 
that in ourselves we are inadequate. Number three, we need to embrace the adequacy of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, who will empower us to do the work of God. And dear brothers, believe me, I know from experience how lonely it gets, how easy it is to starve to death while you're trying to dig out the truth of God's Word. This is why it is so important for us to spend time for ourselves, our own devotional life, and I'm not speaking uh, as one who's above you, because I was one of my greatest struggles, was to maintain a personal devotional life when I was so focused on digging out the truth of God's Word for the people. So I pray that something I've said today uh, is a word of encouragement to you. At the least that you can say, I'm not alone. Others have had these feelings. Others struggle with this. And in my surveys that I sent out for my doctoral research program, I sent out hundreds of letters all across the United States. I received responses from small rural churches all the way up to big churches in big cities. So the same issue was found, regardless of the size of the church or of uh, the pastor or his denomination. They all had in common a feeling of inadequacy. So let's allow God to use that feeling of inadequacy to be a positive in our life as it keeps us dependent upon Him and keeps our focus where it needs to be. So may God bless you richly, my brother. Let me pray. Father God, you alone know the heart of every man, of every pastor, of every under-shepherd that you have called unique in our physical, emotional makeup, Lord God, but the same in that the call is from you. And I pray for the brother who is hurting, who's bewildered, who's confused, who is delusioned, who's, who's just hurting deeply and has no words to express his deep hurt. I pray for him, and if he has a family, I pray for his wife and his children. God, that you may minister your grace to them, that they may know that they are not alone. Number one and foremost, you are with them, Lord, no matter what they're going through. And number two, Lord, may you surround them with people who will love them and, Lord, not judge them, but they can just have a safe place to be. I ask this in Christ's name. Amen. If you'd like to reach out to me, I would love to hear your story, be able to pray for you, if possible. Uh, anything you would share will never be shared uh, with anyone else, and especially not on a podcast. So my, uh, you can contact me at Son of Light. That's S O N Son of Light at Outlook.com. May God richly bless you.